I'm Sandra S. Dakwesili. Should Nigerian legislatures reserve seats for women? That's the conversation we're having on today's Big Hard Fact. This is Hard Facts. Last week on The Glass Ceiling, we talked about this bill that was introduced um, at the House of Reps to create special legislative seats for women. So it's supposed to be a a constitutional amendment that will mandate women's seats in the Senate, uh, the Federal House of Reps and all state houses of assembly. Now, there's been a lot of debate about this proposed amendment. Some people are in favor. Some people say special seats for women is a good idea, but they don't want extra seats because it go cost money. Others say there shouldn't be any special seats or quotas for women at all. But here's today's big hard fact. According to the Interparliamentary Union, 18 of the 20 countries with the highest percentages of women in parliament have special seats for women or quotas or both. So basically, every country that has achieved gender balance in their parliaments have needed to do so using some intervention. Either they've created special seats or they've used quarters or they've used proportional representation or something. They've done something. So it seems like it's not a question of whether or not we should have some rules. It's a question of which rules are best. By the way, this is one of the issues the Senate wants to discuss with you at the public hearings on restructuring. Remember the ones I've been talking about? Uh They want to know your opinion about what rules should be put in place to ensure proper representation of women. So part of my goal today is for us to have a good rehearsal conversation, (laughs) if you like, ahead of that public hearing. I want us to put our heads together, test our ideas, so that by the time you guys go down to that public hearing on the 26th and the 27th, you will know your ideas can stand up to scrutiny. You know what I mean? And a good way to do that is to ask how other countries have approached this. Joining me to help answer that question and to talk about what other countries um, have gotten right and how we can do that here is a good friend of the show who actually came into the studio today. He's a political analyst who has um, done work as an M&E professional. He's a policymaker. Uh, He's also a product manager by day. So whatever hat you need him to wear, he wears that. Chief Andy Oboforibo, good to have you come back on Hard Facts. Good to be back, Sandra. Thank you. Lagos, as we're talking, we want to hear from you as well do you have any questions about special seats or proportional representation other strategies for uh, for for achieving gender pa- uh, parity in parliament uh, what rules do you think that nigeria should put in place to achieve um, political gender parity the number to call for women is 01465 see on in my government the government of hard facts i make sure there's gender parity that's why i have <laughs> That's why I have two numbers, right? One for women, one for men. So everybody is represented. So for women, 01465-7190. And then for men, 0700-993-993-993. What rules do you think Nigeria should put in place to achieve political um, gender parity? Chief, let me come to you. First of all, before we get into the solutions, let's talk about the problem. How come we are not naturally seeing 50-50 parliaments. I always say that if women are half the population, we should see half representation. So why are we not seeing women in half the populations? 
that simply the simple reason is that women face more prejudice, more obstacles, more um, discrimination than men mm. in society. I mean, I don't need to be the one to tell you this. You know, so at the end of the day, people people tend to vote less for women mm. than they do for men because of prejudices in society about what a woman's role is versus what a, ma- a man's role is. Mm-hmm. People tend to have less um, more of a problem with women in leadership than they do men in leadership. And that's both men and women, by mm. the way. Right. Even some women will say, oh, no, I can't be a leader. A man has to lead me. I can't so be when, nice. Yeah, so when they see another woman mm-hmm. wanting to lead, they're like, no, 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 don't you know our place? Mm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Then you have the men themselves. Say, Why don't these women know their place? So across the world, globally, we see this problem where people tend to vote you see a man and a woman both qualified. Mm-hmm. People are less likely to vote for the woman, more likely to vote for the man, mm. simply because of their gender. Mm. So that already exists. Mm-hmm. Then going a step back, even before they get to the point of the candidates, mm-hmm. even the, the the process of bring of a, of women of women coming out as candidates, mm. there are more obstacles for women than men. We've mm. seen that, and that's glo- a global issue mm. because globally, in terms of you know probabilities and percentages and spread, you tend to have Women tend to be to make less money than men. Women tend to have less financial power than men. Mm. And so, you know, of course, you know, politics in terms of supporting a candidate or a candidate coming out, money is always involved in some way or the other. Mm-hmm. Women also tend to be so that's so that's that, that's the second layer of the problem. Right. There's a third layer, and that layer is where home support. Mm. So it's easier. And across the world we see this problem, it's in varying degrees in different countries. Mm-hmm. But you know, a man a, a married couple. If the man wakes up and says, I want to run for office, mm-hmm. uh, you're more likely to see the woman say, okay, yeah, we'll support that. Mm-hmm. We'll take on whatever other responsibilities are needed for you to be able to go and chase that ambition. Mm-hmm. But if it's the other way around, mm. it's harder to see men supporting their wives to go out for those kinds of ambitions. Mm-hmm. And then that's why anytime you see a man who does that, he gets all this kind of praise. So like recently, um, you know, Kamala Harris was you know, America's first female vice president. Mm-hmm. And you had lots of stories about how supportive her husband is and mm-hmm. how he just left everything behind. He resigned to go and support her on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Right before her, we had the death of um, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court Justice. After she died, lots of stories about her widower, her husband, mm-hmm. and how he left everything to be supporting her. Mm-hmm. But we don't have those stories when it's a, a male politician or office holder. We don't have those stories about their wives. Mm. We don't go and start praising the wife. I mean, did you hear any stories about uh, Mike Pence's wife, the previous vice president of the US? Mm. Oh, how his wife just left her whole career behind to support him to get to that vice presidency. We didn't hear that because society just expects wives to do that for their husbands. Mm. But when but we society, we all realize that when a husband does it for the wife, it mm. is a very rare thing. Mm. So we have to interrogate that and ask, why is that rare? Mm. And let us all recognize that that rarity is one of the reasons why women don't go far in politics. I ran for office. Mm. I ran for House of Assembly in 2011. Mm-hmm. I ran, I was a single man at the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm only imagining what it would be like for a married person to run for office. Because basically, I... I just basically left my whole life behind Mm -hmm. for duration of that campaign and everything. Mm -hmm. So if I had been married with children, Mm -hmm. it would have required my partner to take on a lot of extra responsibility, a lot of support. Mm -hmm. And and let us face the facts. 
society does not encourage men to do that for their wives. Mm. So these are some of the problems that lead to that. And it's a worldwide problem. Huh. Okay. And um, I, I don't. I, I, so how do we solve that problem? But let me let me even start there before we go yes. to Beijing. How do we solve that problem? Yeah. See, we we can't solve that problem overnight, mm. and that's why Beijing exists. So, um, we looked at the problem as I I, 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 I was a child, but <laughs> <laughs> but people all over the world looked at this problem, and this has been a problem that has been persistent right. across time mm -hmm. and across countries for. Over a century since we started discussing democracy and politics and all of that, right. women are simply not getting the support, economic, domestic, financial, you know, social, mm -hmm. to move into positions of power. Right. And it starts in the home, it starts in society. But guess what? Government cannot flog people and make people become less sexist. Mm -hmm. Government cannot flog people and force people to start supporting women. Yeah. So when you have that kind of problem, what you do is you create a top-down solution. Mm. You now say, look, since people will not with their church mind put women in positions, mm -hmm. let's make it mandatory for women to enter positions. But it's the same people uh, who are in the homes who go on to become policymakers. So if they're not willing to do it at home, why should they make laws that will uh, get those women into those offices? Yeah, so that's the problem that we have seen. But mm -hmm. yet, as you pointed out, Sandra, mm -hmm. you have these 18 countries mm -hmm. at the top of the list, and they're not the only ones, but mm -hmm. these are the best you've pointed out. Mm -hmm. You have these 18 countries at the top of the list mm -hmm. who have put these laws in place. Right. Who have said, you know what, we know that our people are not voting for women. Right. So guess what we're going to do? We are going to make it mandatory. We're going to create these laws, put these frameworks in place, mm -hmm. and make it mandatory. So at some point, there has to be some political will to force this. And I know a lot of people listening to me, especially my fellow men, are getting annoyed right now because they're like, why should we have these special rules for women? Um, okay, it's the same way we have special rules for um, making sure. So, for instance, let's look at our Senate mm -hmm. or the House of Reps. Mm -hmm. they, it gets why. There is a reason why we said every state should have representatives in the Senate and in the reps. Right. Because we know that if people are just allowed to vote however they want to vote, mm -hmm. some states will end up not being represented. Mm -hmm. So we understand that out of fairness, we have to make sure that at least based on region or state, mm -hmm. there is some quota, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, there will, there will be injustice. Right. There will be marginalization. Right. So in the same way, also on gender, we also have to have quotas so that there won't be marginalization. People who are complaining right now that the service chiefs, the service chiefs, <laughs> how are all the service chiefs for one part of the country? <laughs> Those same people are not saying, the senators, why are all the senators men? But it's the same marginalization. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. Because human beings, if left alone, will marginalize wherever they can marginalize. Let's go to Beijing now. Okay. Because with Beijing, uh, you have Nigeria also signing up to uh, uh, the Beijing uh, Platform for Action in 1995. Right. So let's talk about what that platform is. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what it says about women in politics. Okay, great. So just a bit of background. Be the Beijing Conference, women, the fourth uh, International Women's Conference, Beijing, mm -hmm. 1995. Mm -hmm. uh, basically was to look at these issues that women are facing, these invisible barriers, <laughs> as you always say on the glass ceiling, <laughs> which I love, by the way. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Beijing was a conference with world leaders from every country in the world right. that look at looks at these obstacles, economic, financial, political, whatever, social, right. that women are facing and saying, okay, 
how do we solve them? What are the action plans for each of these things? Right. And so one of the areas that they focused on was politics. And they saw, they did the case studies, they looked around, and they saw that in almost every country, women were underrepresented at all levels of government. Right. National, regional, sub-regional, municipal, women were underrepresented. Right. And they identified the reasons why. These same reasons I have given you. Cultural bias against women in power, um, financial inequality between men and women, social inequality of expectations, and they realized that Beijing was the first place where it, 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 we, as a, as, a, as a civilization, we agreed that if there are no rules put in place, human beings will not on their own naturally provide equal representation to women. Mm. And so rules have to be put in place. Mm -hmm. So Beijing came up with these action steps. Um, you know, there are lots of things in Beijing. Mm -hmm. G, Section G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Section G was women in power. Okay. And so on that Section G, you had G1, which was increasing women's representation in power. Mm. And G1 said every country should put down a quota mm. and say, we. this is our goal, that at every level, this is the percentage of women that should be represented. And mm. then informally, the agreement was that 35% is the minimum mm. that of quota it that every country... More, but it can be more, but 35%. But mm. most countries, because people don't like women in power, mm -hmm. most countries are saying, okay, yeah, 35, eh? we'll do with the 35, because <laughs> that's the bare minimum that was decided in Beijing, right? Yeah. So... From that point on, so you have to set the targets. And then the countries, and by the way, why I'm saying Beijing? Because Nigeria signed up and agreed to Beijing. Mm -hmm. So Nigeria agreed that, one, we need to put quota in place for women in power. Right. And two, we are willing to change our electoral system right. to ensure that those quotas are met. Right. Because it's one thing to say this is the quota. But we've been saying quota, quota, quota. We want the 35% here in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. But because our electoral system doesn't, doesn't allow guarantee it, it mm -hmm. it's not happening. So that's why those 18 countries, those top 18 out of 20, mm -hmm. and actually it's, it's, if you look at the top 30, mm -hmm. the top 40, mm -hmm. it's still that same overwhelming over 90% of them, mm -hmm. all put down either quotas or proportional representation mm -hmm. or both mm -hmm. to ensure that women are adequately represented in parliament. Mm -hmm. And they changed their electoral systems and they did that based on Beijing. Mm. And so since that 1995, we've all known, or rather policymakers have all known that this is the step that needs to be taken. Right. If it's not taken, women will simply be underrepresented. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I, I, you, I, I was listening to you on the glass ceiling when you talked about it last week. Okay. And uh, last week, Wednesday, okay. uh, <laughs> at 4 p.m. Uh, and you made a point, you made a point that in this list of top countries, mm -hmm. you don't see America, you don't see the UK, UK Germany, Germany, these mm -hmm. great democracies, mm -hmm. simply because see, this is not a Nigerian problem, it's mm -hmm. not an African man problem. Mm -hmm. Across the world, people mm -hmm. just tend not to want to put women in power. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have those rules, mm -hmm. like PR mm -hmm. or, or quotas, mm -hmm. you will see that the elections tend to skew towards men. Mm. And that's what you see in those countries, even though as great their democracies are, mm -hmm. they don't have those rules and so they're not voting enough women. Alright, so we've got about 10 minutes um, before we, we have to go off on a break. But I want to look at this proposed amendment very quickly and maybe take some calls, right? Okay. So with the proposed amendment here in Nigeria, they want special seats for women. They want one Senate seat per state mm. and the FCT right. and two rep seats per state. Mm. But like I said, some people are pointing out that this will lead to an increase in the size of the assemblies and an increase in costs. What do you think about that criticism? 
personally, I agree with it. Okay. You know, like the truth of the matter is, as you do it, it like, comes about 111 extra seats or so. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you do it the way... 111, yeah. yeah. The way the Senate, um, the way the, the Royal House of Reps is proposing it, yeah. you're creating extra seats. Yeah. And we all know what that means. Mm. Like, you're basically increasing the size of the Senate by 33%. Right. You know? And that means you're increasing the costs in the Senate right. by 33%. Right. And the Senate is already, like, gulping up a large amount of money mm-hmm. in a time when we don't have money. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I agree in principle that this particular solution, while it solves the problem of women being underrepresented, at least it partially solves the problem, let me say, it also it also worsens a second problem, which is the size of government and the size of the government's, you know, you know, expense. And some people will say, well, one is worth the other. Others will say, well, maybe isn't there any another solution that can solve the first problem without worsening the second one? But yeah, definitely the cost of governance for this solution is something that we have to talk about. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about it, but my phone lines are going crazy. I wonder what Lagos La- La- Lagos men want to say to Chief Obo Poribo. Just join the show. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. And today we're talking about a bill that was introduced to the House of Reps to create special legislative seats for women. Uh, and the question is, should Nigerian legislatures reserve seats for women. These seats are supposed to be a constitutional amendment that will allow uh, uh, women's seats, mandate women's seats in the Senate, the Federal House of Reps, and all the state houses of assemblies. And I told you before, we, when we started, that according to the Interparliamentary Union, 18 of the 20 countries with the highest percentages of women in Parliament have special seats for women or quotas or both. Let's talk very quickly. 01465-7190. That's for women. 01465-7190. That's my special seat for women. 0700-993-993-993 for men. 0700-993-993-993. Lagos, what questions do you have for our guest in the studio? That's first. What questions do you have for him on this issue? Then what do you think about this idea of special women's seats? What do you feel about this idea of special women's seats? Again, the numbers for women, 01465-7190. For men, 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thank you very much for calling us. Hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. Hello, thank you for calling. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Paul, calling from Egbeda. Paul, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, I will be very, very happy if women are given opportunity through their political parties to in, to create new seats or special seats. It will increase our expenditure in the Senate. Mm. And you, right now, we don't have the resources. We don't have the money. Mm. Nigeria is under-budgeted. So the best way is through the political parties. Mm. Special representation should be created in each of the political parties. And I believe in the leadership of women. Once a woman takes over the leadership of this country, I mean presidential or gubernatorial, I am telling you Nigeria will witness tremendous achievement. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for calling. 99.3, hello. 
Ah, sorry about that. Call back if you can. 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about um, this uh, seats, this idea of special women's seats? And uh, what questions do you have for the guests that we have on the show today on this particular issue? We've got Basil on the line. Hello, Basil. Thank you very much for calling us. Hello, Basil. Yes. Hi. You're talking to Sandra now. Go ahead. Okay. Now, uh, I don't have any question for that, uh, for your guest. Okay. Uh, but I have something to contribute to yes, what ahead. you said. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, there was something you hosted some time ago, mm. which was a very huge success. Yes, thank you. And I think if you continue to do that, you continue to create awareness for women who want to be in politics. For, I mean, for women who want to be in politics. Okay. Now... Yeah, that is a very good idea. Mm. Now, because if we say we reserve seats for women in the par- parliament, I don't, it, it, it's not going to be, uh, you know, democracy again. You understand me? Okay. So I think the, the, what I support is you continuing what you did some time ago, maybe mm. on uh, every quarter. Okay. So that women will really go into politics. And, and I, I think, I believe that in Nigerian system, if mm. women you know, uh, uh, take leadership position. Mm-hmm. They, will be, they will do more that, better than men. All right. They will be, yes, they, they, will, they will, you know, they will uh, be accountable. Okay. Basil. Uh, they, yes, yes. Uh, that's the much I can contribute now. Thank you very much for calling to contribute. What do you think about the contributions we've gotten so far? We've got three minutes before break time. Well, Basil is doing what most people do on this issue, which is pay lip service to women and not want to actually implement a change. Okay. So he wants women to just keep having conferences somewhere. Okay. But when at the conferences, they decide on the action plans and say, look, this is the only thing that has worked globally. Mm. 18 out of the top 20 countries with women's representation over 40% mm. have all had to put in place rules, either special seats or quotas. Mm. That's the only thing that has been proven worldwide mm. to get women the representation they want. Mm. But once you now point that out, Basil says, no, we can't do that. Mm. So is Basil really genuinely, genuinely wanting equal representation for women or just wants to make loud noises that sound good that are not actually um, presented? But, and he look, here's the thing at the end of the day. Yeah? Mm. Um, Rules have to be made. Okay. That's what we, we, we that is, it, it comes down to that. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. The question is, what are those rules? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, these added seats increases the cost of governance. Mm-hmm. But as we will see, I'm sure we'll talk about, mm-hmm. there are ways to put down women's seats or quota systems without increasing the National Assembly size. Mm. So, and then also, to Basil's point that it's no longer democracy, mm-hmm. does he mean Spain is not a democracy? Spain has 40% guarantee for women, 40% guarantee for men, and then 20% is open for everybody. Mm. And Spain is a very robust democracy, more democratic than Nigeria. Mm. So I want to ask Basil if he thinks that democracy is dead in Spain. <laughs> Lagos, um, before I come back to take a few calls, we've got about 1 minute 30 seconds. I'm not even sure that that's enough time uh, to get into the second criticism that um, I've heard people uh, talk about with this uh, special seat so we I, we can't talk about it after after the break but some people feel that these special seats would put a cap on the number of women in office um i mean it's like we we're saying earlier on that no. um you know once the world say you put that 35 percent okay oh 35 percent right so basically if women have special seats politicians and even voters will not let women get into the other seats so let's say lagos seats uh, lagos east for instance 
um, you know, has like two of those women's seats or one of those women's seats, it means that um, a woman can't represent Lagos West anymore. Or, well, the woman can, but people will, people will, will not, not vote. vote yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask, are they voting for women right now? <sighs> So what they well, want to they say, are, so what they're saying uh, to women is accept the 8% you have right now mm-hmm. because if we guarantee you 30%, mm-hmm. we will never give you more than that 30%. So you better hold this 8% we're giving you now. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll leave it to the women to decide if that's a good deal or not. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and Chief of Opera will still be here to take your thoughts and your comments. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. 99.3 Nigeria Info, your number one station for talk. Let's talk. And today we're talking about the Nigerian legislature. Should they reserve seats for women? Last week we talked about this bill that was introduced at the House of Reps to create special legislative seats for women. It's supposed to be a constitutional amendment that will mandate women's seats in the Senate, the Federal House of Reps, and all state houses of assembly. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. It's 5.34. And somebody on Twitter says, well, why are we not asking for special seats to be reserved for men? Chief Oboforibo is on the show with me today. He is an M&E professional and policymaker. He's a product manager as well. And um, he's been, you know, giving us insights on this. I wonder if you have an answer for the gentleman on Twitter. Well, I have two separate answers. Sorry, I have two separate answers for the gentleman on Twitter. Mm -hmm. The first is what I said before the break. So, for instance, Spain has reserved seats, 40% of seats reserved for men, Mm -hmm. 40% reserved for women, Mm -hmm. and then the 20% are up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think anybody would argue against such a suggestion unless, of course, you have an ulterior motive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely that's, that's doable. Now, on the other hand, my second answer is this. Have you ever... I don't know how old your 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 caller is. Looks but, very elderly. But has he ever, in the history of Nigeria since 1960 or even before 1960, when we had parliamentary elections under the British, has there ever been a single seat of parliament, a single seat sitting of parliament at federal, regional, or state level where men were not the majority? Hmm. Men have been the absolute majority in every single parliamentary house in nigerian history more than 75 percent in every single house Mm. so obviously men are not being marginalized in parliament so if you're not asking for special seats reserved for men you are being disingenuous all right we're streaming this conversation live on facebook and youtube facebook nigeria info 99.3 youtube nigeria info fm now let's take a look at how other countries have done it chief above for for example you have rwanda Mm a country with the highest number of women represented in parliament. That's right, over 60%. They have special women's seats, but they also have proportional representation, or PR. Right. Now, you've mentioned PR before. Before we move forward, explain to me what uh, what PR is. How does it work? Okay. Uh, very difficult to do without a degree in uh, political science, but I'll try. <laughs> so, so basically, okay, so the way PR works, so the way, let me explain it using what we currently do. All right. So now let's take, for instance, our Senate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria is divided into 36 states. Mm-hmm. Each state divided into three senatorial districts. Mm-hmm. Each district produces one senator. Mm-hmm. So when you go to vote for Senate, they give you a list of candidates for your senatorial district, and you go and vote 
for each party, PDP, APC, APGA, Youth Party, they bring their candidates and you vote for that particular candidate. Mm-hmm. The candidate that in your senatorial district that has the highest votes will now go to the Senate, right? Right. So that is a one seat, one vote, one seat, one seat, one vote, right? Okay. That's the way it works. Mm. Now, PR doesn't do that. Under P- system, countries that do proportional representation, mm-hmm. the way they work is you don't vote for the candidates in your senatorial district. Mm-hmm. So imagine that in a Nigerian election, you go to vote for Senate, mm-hmm. but you're not voting for your senator, like Remy Tinubu, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. You go and vote APC or PDP mm-hmm. or ABGA or Youth Party. You choose the party, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And instead of counting the votes senatorial district by senatorial district, mm-hmm. they gather all the Senate votes okay. from across the entire country, mm-hmm. right? And count all of them together. Oh. And now decide, okay, which party, each party now got a percentage of the vote. Mm-hmm. So let's say PDP got 20%, mm-hmm. APC got 30%, mm-hmm. Youth Party got 50%. Mm-hmm. Then now, those 109 Senate seats mm-hmm. are divided among the parties based on what percentage of the total national Senate vote they got. I see. Now, that means every party will, be, will get a representation that is proportional to their national vote. Mm. Then now, how are those seats filled? Because remember, Remy Tinubu was not on the ballot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Magnus Abe was not on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So how do you choose the senators? Mm-hmm. Now, each party also has a list. The party... From their primary, or not from their from the party, mm-hmm. they produced a list of 109 candidates mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. number one, number two, number three, all the way down to the end. Mm-hmm. So now let's say that PDP got 30 seats based on you know their proportional representation. Right. The INEC will now look at the top 30 names on PDP's list, mm-hmm. and those top 30 people will now go to the Senate. Mm-hmm. They will do the same thing. Youth Party got 60, mm-hmm. they will look at the top 60 out of Youth Party's 109 candidates, mm-hmm. those top 60 will now go. Mm-hmm. So that way, every party has a list. Now, how does this help with, because um, I know that's the next question you want to ask me, I'm sure, mm-hmm. is how does that help <laughs> women get into office? Yes. Now, so let me take a country like Rwanda now. Okay. In Rwanda, what they've done is, those party lists, right? Mm-hmm. Your party list must have I think it's 30 or 40% women. Okay. Right? That list you brought, that 109 list. Yeah. Must be 30 or 40% women. Right. So now let's say that they said it's 40%. Out of that 109, if now PDP got 40 seats, the INEC will now check and say, make sure that the 40 out of those, 40 out of, 40% of those 40, mm-hmm. so 16 of those must be from 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 women. Mm-hmm. So they will take the top sixteen women in the list, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the seats, the other twenty four, they will give it to um, to men. To men, hmm. or to the top twenty four, whether they are men or women, hmm. right? And that's it. Hmm. So it's a very neat way to do it. That's why almost all the countries in that top twenty, mm-hmm. they have proportional representation. Hmm. That way, you're sure that. If you've decided women must have at least thirty five percent, the thirty five percent will come out. Right, it's guaranteed. Right. Some like then let's look at the country like Bolivia, Bolivia and um, Mexico. Mm -hmm. They do. They want fifty fifty, right? Mm -hmm. So in their rules, the party submits the list for their Senate. Mm -hmm. Right. The list that the party submits must have alternative names: man, woman, man, woman, man, woman, man, woman, Hmm. or woman, man, woman, man, woman, man, woman, man. So that way, the party cannot go and put just men top thirty or just women. women So that so no matter who it is, let's say that um, the electoral commission says, okay, your party has won twenty seats. Hmm. As they pick the top twenty names, ten are guaranteed to be men, Mm -hmm. ten are guaranteed to be women. Mm -hmm. Same thing. If even if it's five names, then three will be men, two will be women, Mm. or three will be women, two will be men. Mm. So once you've created that system of it must be alternating seats. Mm-hmm. 
mm. men and women, mm -hmm. you automatically guarantee 50%. Mm. So these are the things that these countries in that top 20, it's not by magic. Mm -hmm. These are the very simple rules that they've put in place. PR, proportional representation, mm -hmm. um, you know, weighted lists, alternating lists mm -hmm. that make sure that no matter what you do, mm -hmm. A guaranteed minimum of men and women come out. So in Rwanda, it's thirty percent um, guaranteed. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, um, PR. Yeah, I couldn't remember the exact number. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, for those who didn't listen to the glass ceiling last um, last week Wednesday when we talked about this, the top twenty countries um, who have the most representation uh, of women are Rwanda, Cuba. Uh, Bolivia and the United Arab Emirates. Can you can can you imagine that the UAE has more women in Parliament than you know America, right? Th than the UK, right? Than 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 Britain, right? You know, and they're not even a democracy per se. Right. And then you now have Mexico at number five, Nicaragua at number six, Sweden at number seven, Grenada at number eight, Andorra at number nine, South Africa at number ten, Finland at number eleven, Costa Rica at number twelve. Um, Spain at number 13, Senegal at number 14, Namibia at number 15, Switzerland at number 16, Norway at number 17, Mozambique at number 18, um, Argentina at number 19, and New Zealand at number 20. These that, that are... Country. These are... <laughs> you listen to my show quite a lot. I do. These are the top 20 countries um, for women in parliament. Now, um, I have to ask, if each party has a single list um, in the entire country. Well, I think we've addressed that. So let me move on to my to my next question. Can proportional representation be be put in place without increasing the size of government? Because that's that's yes. the, the big concern for right. a lot of people. No, no, it, it's a very straightforward thing to do. Hmm. So already you have 109 sen um, senators, mm -hmm. 360 um, reps members, right? Mm -hmm. All you need to do is say from now on, you are keeping the same number of seats. Right, mm -hmm. you're not increasing the seats in the Senate or in the reps mm -hmm. or in the House of Assembly. Mm -hmm. But from now on, instead of what you call single member districts, where each seat is voted for in its own separate individual race, mm -hmm. from now on we're going to have you know statewide races for House of Assembly, right. nationwide races for Senate and reps, right. and the representation in those races is mm -hmm. going to be by proportional representation. Wouldn't that complicate things? Because I'm just looking at people, you know, doing the math in their head. Wouldn't it just be sim wouldn't it just be simpler to do what the House of Reps wants to do at the moment? So, Sandra, you're saying that there's a type of maths that Mozambique can do and Nigeria cannot do. <laughs> no, did you read the list of countries that are there? Mozambique, uh, Namibia, mm. Costa Rica, mm. uh, Grenada, mm -hmm. they all have been able to do this maths for proportional representation. Mm -hmm. But now it's Nigeria that doesn't know how to do it. Already our people really, they already vote for parties mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like, you know, we had the famous press for Umblera, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, so we already generally vote in that direction, yeah. right? So, so why not tweak things yes. so that it represents women? Yeah. But say that we cannot. Okay. How do we um you like how do we work with what we currently have in place? So when we, we let's say we don't want to create an extra 111 okay. seats because that's exploding. Yes, it's out of the question. It's exploding Fine. um you know how much money we have to spend on this. Right. How do we work within the bounds of 109 senators, 360 something, 365 or 360 something? Right. Okay. Uh, um House right. of Reps members. How do we work within those numbers to create enough representation for women in a way that doesn't number one feel tokenistic Number two doesn't eliminate the chances of other women representing other seats. Okay. 
So, um, one solution, for instance, mm-hmm. is you create special women's seats by merging existing districts. So, f- let me just... Okay, so let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, my state of origin is River State. Mm-hmm. In River State, we have 12 House of Reps members going mm-hmm. to Abuja, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we divide our state into 12. Mm-hmm. But let's say now we change that and divide our state into nine constituencies, okay. nine federal constituencies instead of 12, okay. right? Okay. So, some of the constituencies will get merged out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, from those nine we elect nine members. Mm-hmm. Then now we now have three seats left over. Mm-hmm. Now those three seats can be women's seats, mm-hmm. for instance. That's and just one example. Mm-hmm. Or we can merge them and um, instead merge it into eight. Eight um, constituencies. Mm-hmm. And then the four seats are reserved for women, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Now, if we do that, that means 33% of seats are reserved for women. Mm-hmm. And um, the other eight seats are up for grab for both women and men. Mm-hmm. And we've done it without increasing... Um, the size of the House of Reps if you do it in every state. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the same thing in the Senate. Um, merge the three con- um, senatorial districts into two mm-hmm. instead of three mm-hmm. and then the third Senate seat reserve it for women. For example, that's just one example that I am giving. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there are smarter people who will come up with smarter policy positions. Mm-hmm. But the point I am making is it's lazy for people to simply say, oh, we can't do special seats because it will increase the cost of governance. Mm. Why are you assuming that the only way to create spe- to do special seats is to add more seats? Mm. I just gave you, off the top of my head, a way of doing it without increasing the number of seats. Okay, so I know that these lawmakers listen to hard facts and I know that their workers listen to hard facts as well. Mm. I know that because of a number of com- conversations we've had here that have shown up on policy documents. Yes, uh, I've actually heard from elected officials who listen to this show. So. <laughs> okay, uh, like who? I can't say that. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, but you know what I mean. So, so I know they're listening, and sometimes they're looking to shows like this mm-hmm. for guidance. They're mm-hmm. looking to shows like this for um, for directions. So, we've given one example. Do you have a few other examples that help them solve the problem of underrepresentation of women without uh, ballooning the cost of governance, while also making sure that um, 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 everything seems fair and women don't feel like this is tokenistic and women cannot fight to represent their people with these other seats okay so again me i i i don't believe in reinventing the wheel Hmm. i know in nigeria we always like oh homegrown solution right but look i'm going back i keep going back to this same statistic Mm -hmm. the top out of the top 20 countries with the highest representation of women 18 of them have either used women's seats or proportional representation with quotas Mm -hmm. or both Mm -hmm. right that is the best way to do this Hmm. you know all those countries were not born with it Almost all of them changed their system since the 1990s, either mm. in the 90s or 2020s. Mm. So why shouldn't Nigeria also change its system if this is really what we want? Mm. But I think I am personally a supporter of the Spain model. I keep using Spain as an example mm-hmm. or the Bolivia and the Mexico model mm-hmm. where in Spain we've reserved 40 seats for men. Mm-hmm. 40% of seats for men, mm-hmm. 40% of seats for women. Mm-hmm. Then 20% of those seats are up for grabs. Anybody can get it. Yes. So meaning that the most, nobody can get, no gender can have more than 60% of seats. Mm. So it's the the worst gender imbalance would be 60-40. Mm-hmm. It could be 60-40 for men, mm-hmm. it could be 60-40 for women. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the absolute That's the worst. worst. But you will never have a 75-15. You will never even have a 61-39. Yeah. So... I personally, I advocate that. I advocate switching to proportional representation Mm -hmm. and doing it that way. Mm -hmm. Now, Nigeria is a special case because we have population imbalances. Mm -hmm. So personally, what I believe is proportional representation broken up into geopolitical zones. So the the, um, seats for the Senate 
that go to the northeast are all voted for in a northeast election pool. Mm -hmm. The seats for the south south are voted for in a south south election pool, mm -hmm. and then those seats are, those those things are spread out based on proportional representation. <laughs> so, for instance, just do it that way so mm -hmm. that you know we don't have a situation where Kanu and Bornu votes will overwhelm. You Is know. there really a need to do this? Are women worth that? Some people will say, why can't women just fight and get elected the same way that men The same are? people who complain about service chiefs. The same people who complain that why can't South East be given um, presidency. Those very same people who complain every day about marginalization mm -hmm. when it's man-on-man -man marginalization. Mm. Cry like babies when, it, when they feel that their fellow men are marginalizing them. Mm -hmm will now say, oh, why can't women stand up and take... Okay, you stand up and take Igbo presidency now. Stand up, no, no. Stand up and take service chiefs now. Why is it that you can't stand up and fight for it? Why is it that you, your fellow man, you will do it? That one, it's not sad. It's that one is served on a platter, right? Service chiefs, it should be served on a platter to you. Eh? That one. But when it comes to women's zone, that's when you know you're strong. Um, my mother will say, it's in the house, you're tough. You can't go outside and fight for your right. You come inside and, and, and fight. Let's talk. 0700 uh, That's also something else that, you know, they fight us about. Oh, why do you have a special life for women? 01465-7190. That's our number for women. For men, 0700-993-993-993. Two numbers, one for men, one for women. 0700-993-993-993 for men. 01465-7190 for women. Lagos, I want to hear from you. Um, do you think this proportional representation that Chief Oboforebo has talked about can work in Nigeria? What do you think about it? Do you think it's too complicated? Or are you like him who will say, eh, do the people in Grenada and Mozambique and Namibia, Rwanda, Rwanda have more sense than Nigerians that proportional representation so can work there? So we don't have there. to do maths again <laughs> But Nigeria? it won't work here. Uh, we've got Ezedum in Surulere on the line. Ezedum, this should be fun. Hello. Thank you very much for calling. <laughs> Hello, Zedum. <laughs> Sandra, good evening. Good evening. I've got two minutes for you. Okay. You see, I, I am in total support of giving chance to women. Mm. And I think the best way to do it is by every state giving one select slot for women. If we have 36 states in Nigeria... If every state is compelled constitutionally to elect one female senator, how it goes is this. I'm from Enugu. Mm. We have Enugu West, Enugu East, mm. and Enugu North. Mm. If Enugu West produce one senator for two terms, mm. Enugu should have their plan that it rotates to North and to Enugu East. Mm. Once it, Enugu West take their term, mm -hmm. produce one female female senator. Mm. After the term, let it go to Enugu North. Let Enugu North produce one female senator. Mm. After Enugu North, let Enugu East produce one female, one female senator. It's the best way that you can do it mm. without going to proportional representation that will be cumbersome. Before I go, let me tell you this. Mm -hmm. I, am, I am happy mm -hmm. with what that female counselor did in Bayesa State mm. who donated her her, her, her money that is meant to buy her official car mm -hmm. to construct a bridge mm -hmm. in, her, in, in her community. Mm -hmm. Also, let me refer you to this. 
when Senator Smart Adeyemi mm. was complaining of insecurity, mm -hmm. it was a female senator from Lagos Central that asked, asked him whether he is a PDP senator, that he is an opposition senator. Uh, Ezedum, unfortunately, I have to take a break, but thank you very much for calling. Huh? Lagos, don't uh, go away. Just stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Lagos, uh, we've got um, two minutes before we have to take a break, right? Um, Chief, you wanted to say something when um, Ezedum was talking. Yeah, Ezedum's idea is a good one, but I'll do one better. Instead of having one seat, mm. Senate seat for women mm. rotating around, why not make it two? Okay. Two out of the three Senate seats should rotate. So instead of women being the one who have one seat, let it be men. And then it goes from one one district to the other, right? Chief, uh, Chief, you don't want that. You defy trouble. Uh, okay, uh, okay, let's, let's no, meet. No, I want that. Uh, so Personally, let's meet, I want that. So let's meet in the middle. Mm. Maybe this term is women that will have two seats mm -hmm. and men have one. Mm -hmm. Then next term is men that have two seats and women have one. See, when you now say it like that, we say, hey, no, why? Now only one seat. <laughs> uh, but that's what you want for women. But, uh, okay. <laughs> Chief, I feel like you should join me every Wednesday, like on the glass ceiling, you know, so that, you know, because people are not arguing with you. And I don't know why. If it was me saying the things that you're saying now, they'll be fighting me. Even though you make more sense than I, and you have a better argument than I, they, because of the natural tendency to accept leadership, men, not natural, but society has conditioned people to accept leadership from men better than women. Hmm. So me and you will say the same thing, mm -hmm. but your listeners will argue with you, but they won't argue with me. Because and that's the th same reason why <laughs> women are not getting elected worldwide. People are biased against women. Because there's nothing you, you've said today that you have that not I, already said. That I didn't said. say last week, Wednesday, for uh -huh. instance. But they will quarrel with you and not with me. And that's why they will <laughs> vote for me and not for you. And that's why we need these rules in place so that people like Sandra can get elected. So it's not just President Sandra for mouth. <laughs> is a uh, policy analyst, a political analyst, and uh, he's also a product manager. So, you know, when he's not shouting at you people on radio, he's actually doing work in the tech industry. Chief, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me, Sandra. All right, Lagos, let me give you a chance to win some money on... The <laughs> On just a minute, this segment of the show is brought to you, Cutsy Credit Veal. 